Uh, welcome to Central. My name is Tim. I get the honor of serving as one of the pastors. Uh, in a room like this, it's worth acknowledging there are two types of people in this world. There are those that love Dumb and Dumber, and there are those that just think Dumb and Dumber is dumb. Uh, I happen to be one of those that love Dumb and Dumber. Uh, God allowed me to marry a wife who thinks Dumb and Dumber is just dumb, uh, but I, uh, I love the movie anyway. But that's our title for today's message, Be strong. And before we get too far into that, not only are you guys looking great here in the room today, excited you're here, but want to give a quick shout out to those of you joining us online on the other side of that camera. We're so glad that you've joined us as well. Let's give it up for them. That's awesome. Well, we're in this series, this is week three of a series we are entitled, we have entitled Courageous Faith. And here's what we know to be true, that God has new victories for you in 2020. He has new ground for you to take. And whether we'll see those victories, whether we'll take that new ground is going to be contingent on us being a people that walk in courageous faith. God has placed us in a land that desperately needs you, needs the church to rise up in courageous faith, needs the church to rise up and to be strong and courageous. A few stats Homelessness in San Jose has increased 43% from 2017 to 2019. Spiritual brokenness abounds in our county. In Santa Clara County alone, there is 1.7 million people headed to a Christless eternity. Innovators, world changers, some of the most brilliant minds in the world reside right here in the Bay. And while they're changing the landscape of the world as we know it, they head home at night to broken homes, spiritual emptiness. And I just believe they ask themselves this question from time to time. Surely there has to be more to life than this. And while brokenness is on the rise... I am hopeful, I am optimistic because you are on the rise. Central Christian Church is on the rise to combat brokenness with hope, with healing that's only found in Jesus. And we need to be a people who rise up with courageous faith, people who are strong and courageous so we can take ground, so we can step into the promises that God has for us. We've been studying this book of, of Joshua, this character named Joshua in the Old Testament. And God promised Joshua that, that he had, had given him this land, this promised land, that he had promised this nation of Israel hundreds of years prior. This promise, Joshua, the land's yours. But in order for you to take it, you got to be strong. you got to walk in courageous faith. We see this resounding message over and over again to Joshua, not just from the Lord, but from a variety of people. And if God says something once in his word, it's very important. But if he says it over and over and over again, I think it's worth you and I taking note of that to see what the Lord might want to say to us today. Here's the message from Moses to Joshua, Deuteronomy 31, 7 through 8. Then Moses, Moses called Joshua and, and all Israel watched as he said, here it is, be strong and courageous. For you will lead these people into the land the Lord swore to their ancestors he would give them. You are the one who will divide it among them in grants of land. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Joshua, you got to be strong. Deuteronomy 31, 23, this is the Lord speaking to Joshua. And the Lord commissioned Joshua, son of Nun, and he said, here it is, be strong and courageous. For you shall bring these people of Israel into the land I swore to give them. I will be with you. Here it is again, the Lord speaking to Joshua. Joshua 1, 6 through 7, be strong, be strong. 
Be strong and courageous, for you shall call these people to inherit the land that I swore to give their fathers. Uh, Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to the law of Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. And not only does does Moses tell Joshua this, not only does the Lord tell Joshua this, but the nation of Israel, here's what they say to Joshua in Joshua 1, 17 through 18. uh, The people tell him this, just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your command and disobeys your word, whatever you command him shall be put to death. They're like, Moses, or Joshua, here, here's the deal. If people rebel against you, people rise up against you, we're going to take care of them. Here's what we would ask of you, though. Only be strong and courageous. We have to be strong. We have to be strong, I think, for, for a variety of reasons, but I want to give you three. The first reason we got to be strong, if you're taking notes, uh, we've got some fill-in-the-blanks here. i got uh, more content than time to talk to you. Uh, but uh, but wanna, when you ha- hang on to this. You can fill it out, refer to it later. But the first reason we need to be strong is because there are battles. There are some very real battles in life. There are battles with our, our self. Uh, in, in Romans 7, Paul, this, this great apostle, this dude who wrote over two-thirds of the New Testament, he says, you know what, here's the reality. There's some things I want to do, but I just don't do them. There's some things I really want to avoid, and not, but I, I actually end up doing those things. He's like, he's like it's this, this, this body, this, this flesh that, that, man, I just, I wish I could be, there's some, some battles within each of you, each of us that are very real. There are some, some battles that are a result of living in a fallen world. Uh, there's death, there's sickness, there are things like coronavirus, there are things like the Chicago Cubs. We live in a broken world. And, uh, and I don't think it's right, I don't think it, but, but there's coming a day when God's gonna put order back to all things. We live in a, a fallen and broken world that it creates a real, real battle. There are spiritual battles that we face. Ephesians 6, 10 through 12, Paul's writing to the church of Ephesus and he says, one final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so you'll be able to stand against all the strategies of the devil. Why do we need to be strong? Why do we need to put on this full armor? For we, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. We're not fighting against people, but against evil rulers, authorities in the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in heavenly realms. I mean, there are battles within, there are battles because we live in a fallen world, there are battles because we, we're fighting this, this spiritual battle on a daily basis. We gotta be strong because there are battles. We gotta be strong because strength is the key to victory. Strength is the key to victory. If Joshua is not strong, there's no way he can lead the nation of Israel in victory. There's no way that they can step into the promises that God has given. There's no way that they can take the land. Strength is the key to victory. And third, our strength impacts others. Your strength impacts others. If you are strong, it will impact your kids. It will impact your grandkids. If you are strong, it will impact your roommate, your classmates. If you are strong, it impacts the person in the office next to you. If you are strong, it will impact the person you're sitting next to today. It will impact the person on the other side of the room today because strength impacts others. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. We need to be strong because there are battles. We need to be strong because strength is the key to victory. We need to be strong because our strength impacts others. So how do we be strong? How can we walk in strength? How can we walk in, in victory? 
Well, this is by no means an exhaustive list, uh, but I want to give you a, a few practices to hang on to today. I'll give you nine practices over these next few moments. I'm sure you can think of more on your own. But if you apply these nine practices to your life, you will become stronger spiritually. You'll be, you'll be spiritually shredded by the end of 2020. It'll be awesome. Here's the first one. Uh, if we're going to be strong, we've got to grow in our knowledge of God's word. We've got to grow in our knowledge of God's word. Proverbs 24, 5 says this, the wise are mightier than the strong. And those with knowledge grow stronger and stronger. Second Peter 1, 3 through 4 says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge. Check that out. Through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, through his own glory and goodness, he has given us these very great and precious promises. So that through his, his great and precious promises... We may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption of this world caused by evil desires. Through our knowledge, we can step into his divine nature. We can participate in the promises of God. If we're going to walk in strength, we've got to have knowledge of his word. Which leads us uh, to our next point. If we're going to grow in strength, we've got to grow in our application of God's word. Not just knowing what the Bible says, but actually doing what the Bible says. Check this out in Joshua 1, 7 through 8. Uh, Joshua, this is God speaking to Joshua. And he says, be strong and courageous. How is Joshua going to be strong and courageous? He says, be careful to obey, to apply the word of God to your life, to, to obey all of the law my servant Moses gave you. Don't turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may be successful wherever you go. How's Moses going to, how's Joshua going to be successful? He, he assumes that he, he already has knowledge of the word of God from what the, the spiritual principles that, that Moses handed him. Uh, but he's like, hey, you got to obey. You got to actually do it. And then he says this, uh, keep the book of the law always on your lips. And I love that. Let the word of God always be on your lips. In conversations, let the word of God always be on your lips. Season every conversation with God's word. Pepper people. With scripture, it doesn't matter. You don't have to quote the Bible. You don't have to let them know. They don't even have to believe the Bible. You don't have to tell them you're quoting the Bible. Just let the word of God always be on your lips so that you can meditate on it day and night. Then you can be careful to do everything written in it. And if you do that, God tells Joshua, then you'll be prosperous. You'll be successful. Don't just grow in knowledge of God's word. Grow in your application of God's word. Proverbs 28.1 says this, the wicked flee though no one pursues them, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Like there's something about applying God's word to your life that gives you this, this holy boldness, this confidence. People, people run away when, when no one's pursuing them if they're not walking according to, to God's word. But, but the righteous, here they are, they're, they're as bold as a lion. The third key to walking in strength is this, give glory to God. Give glory to God. This guy in the Bible named Abraham, and Abraham was promised that he would be the father of many nations. Only problem was that this dude named Abraham couldn't have kids. Big problem if you're going to be the father of, of many nations. But check this out in the message paraphrase in Romans 4, 18 through 21. It says, when everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway, deciding to live not on basis of what he saw he couldn't do, but on what God said he would do. Abraham didn't see a way. There's no way possible for him to have kids. But he didn't focus on what he couldn't do. He focused on what God promised that God would do. And so he was made father of a multitude of people. 
God himself said to him, I'm go- you're going to have a big family, Abraham. Abraham didn't focus on his own impotence and say it's hopeless. This 100-year-old body could never father a child. Nor did he survey Sarah's decades of infertility and give up. Check this out. He didn't tiptoe around God's promises, asking cautiously skeptical questions. He plunged into promise and came up strong, ready for God, sure that God would make good on what he said. Abraham probably had a whole lot of questions. Didn't know how it was all going to work out. But he didn't focus on the questions. He focused on the promise. And he came up strong. Romans 4.20 in the English Standard Version says this. He grew strong in faith as he gave glory to God. Listen, anyone can praise God after the miracle. But it takes courageous faith to praise God before you see the miracle happen. Abraham reminds us that courageous faith pushes back against worry with worship. Courageous faith pushes back on worry with worship. When worry says I'm all alone, worship says I'm never alone. Worry says my worst days are what's coming after me, but worship says my best days are still ahead of me. Worry says no matter what I do, I'll never be enough, but worship says God is more than enough for all my pain and problems today. Worry says I'm always going to be upside down, but worship says because of Jesus, I'm already right side up. Worry says things are never going to move forward, but worship says things have already moved forward and they're going to continue moving forward even more. We've got to push back on worry with worship. I've got to push back on fear. I've got to push back on anxiety. I've got to push back on my worry with worship. We've got to give glory to God because worship is our weapon if we're going to walk in strength. Fourth practice is we've got to keep our joy in God. Keep your joy in God. Happiness is contingent on happenstance. Things change, seasons change, people change. Scenarios don't look the way that we thought they would. That's happiness. But joy is not the same as happiness. Joy can be yours in the midst of any season, any circumstance. There's a few things I pray for every day. I'm not going to tell you all of them, but, but one of them is I, I pray for wisdom every day. God, there's some unknowns in front of me, and I just need, I need your perspective to walk in wisdom. God, would you give me wisdom today? And as we entered 2020, I just, I prayed for this from time to time. But in 2020, this has been my prayer every single day for this year. And that is, God, would you give me joy? Would you help me to walk in your joy? Would you allow me to anchor my joy in all that you are? And here's why. Nehemiah 8.10 says this, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. If you want to be strong, you got to walk in the joy of the Lord. Psalm 1611 says, you made known to me the path of life. In your presence, there's fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 43, 4, therefore I'm going to walk to the altar of God, to God, the source of all my joy. Anchor your hope, anchor your joy in all that God is. Don't let circumstances dictate the way that you posture yourself before the Lord. Be people who practice his presence, because in his presence... There's fullness of joy, and the joy of the Lord is your strength. Number five, allow God to strengthen you. Allow God to strengthen you. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says this, be on guard, stand firm, be courageous, be strong, be strong. 
It's interesting that this book was, the letter actually was written to this church of Corinth. And uh, the author wrote it in Greek. And what's interesting about that phrase we just read, be strong, is actually written in the passive tense. In other words, what, what I'm trying to say is, and what the author is trying to say is, is being strong isn't something that you just muscle up and do. But actually being strong is something that happens to you, happens in you as you position yourself in his presence. It's a byproduct of being close to the Lord. Ephesians 3.16 says this, I pray that, that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength. How's that going to happen? By his Holy Spirit. Allow God to empower you and allow God to strengthen you. Six is this. Serve God with wholehearted commitment. Serve God with wholehearted commitment. What keeps many people, I believe, from experiencing all that God has for them is that they, they try to follow God with a, a divided heart. They're not all in with God. And they say, well, I tried that deal, and it didn't really work for me. But what I would submit to you is that, that if you go all in with God, you'll experience his strength. You'll experience all that he has for you. There is abundant life available, but you've got to go all in if you're going to experience it. Wholehearted commitment is a life that says, you know what, God, my life is yours. Every aspect of it. God, my hopes, my dreams, my career, my family, my finance, my future, all that I am. Oh, God, I just give it to you. Do in all those areas of my life whatever you would want to do because, God, my heart is all yours. Those are the types of people God will strengthen Check this out, 2 Chronicles 16.9. I love this passage, one of my favorite passages. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Check this out. Here's the promise of scripture. God, here this morning, is walking these aisles, looking at your heart. Is there someone here that I can pour my strength into? Is there someone here walking with wholehearted commitment that I can strengthen? He's walking through Silicon Valley saying, where are my people? with wholehearted commitment, because those are the people that I'm going to pour my strength into. It doesn't mean that you will not face battles, but what it does mean is that God will give you strength for the battle. Seven, we strengthen ourselves by the words we speak. We strengthen ourselves with the words we speak. If we're going to grow strong, we've got to watch our words. Proverbs 18.21 says this, the tongue can bring death or life. It can make you strong or it can make you weak. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Listen, the words you speak can make you strong or weak. It can make the, your kids strong or weak. It can make your relationships strong or weak. I'm just saying choose carefully the words you speak. I love the story of this guy named David. Uh, I was reading recently in my, my annual reading plan in 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 30, David is leading this, uh, this like team of men, these marauders, and they're like on this uh, campaign to uh, get some supplies to, to plunder this other village. And while they're away, another, another group comes and, and takes their wives, takes their kids, takes all their stuff. And so David comes to the back, back with these, these warriors and, and their, their, their wives are taken captive. Their, their kids are taken captive. And, and he's, they're, they're like, what's up, David? And they're ready to kill him. They're ready to kill David. Here's what it says in 1 Samuel 30, verse 6. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. 
Each one was bitter in spirit because his sons and daughters. I mean, they were taken captive. And here's the reality. David was trying to help these men. David's wife, David's kids, David's possessions were all taken as plunder as well. David's processing his own pain. And in the midst of of trying to help these people, they're ready to stone him. They're ready to kill him. Check this out. But David found strength in the Lord his God. The English Standard Version says, but David strengthened himself in the Lord. This is a leadership differentiator. This is a courageous faith indicator. How did David strengthen himself in the Lord? I believe with the words he spoke to himself about himself and the words he spoke to himself about the God who created the universe, the God who had anointed him to be king, the God who commissioned him, the God who was with him. Psalms 43, 5, this is a Psalm of David. And David's talking to himself here and he says, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again and again, my savior and my God. You can strengthen yourself or you can weaken yourself with the words you tell yourself and the words you tell those around you. I've heard some people say, well, hey, it's, it's my truth. Like, I'm just being, I'm just being real. This is, this is how I feel. And that's, that's fine. The only problem with that is whenever your truth contradicts the truth. And here's what I would just say. You will walk, you'll not walk in courageous faith by giving voice to the defeat and the insecurity on the inside of you. David spoke to himself about himself, and he strengthened himself, and he strengthened the men around him. I heard this joke this week. Uh, This teenager was going to a park, and he saw this grandpa on the bench, and this grandpa was eating candy bar after candy bar after candy bar. This grandpa ate eight candy bars, like full-size candy bars, the big ones. Teenager comes up to him and says, hey, sir, you know sugar kills you, right? Like, hey, sir, if you keep eating, like you're going to die. That will make you sick. Why are you eating all these candy bars? And the grandpa said, hey, son, my dad lived to be 102. My grandpa lived to be 109. And they said, this teenager says, well, did they eat eight candy bars a day? He said, no. But they knew when to shut their mouth and not talk back to their elders. They knew when to mind their own business. We should be very cautious about talking back to others, especially to our elders, especially cautious, not only about talking back to our our elders and those who have gone on ahead of us, but we should be very cautious about not talking back to our bad attitudes. Here are a few verses to talk back to yourself when life tanks your attitude. When you feel like God doesn't care, tell yourself this, Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he rescues those who are crushed in spirit. When you feel like God is distant, tell yourself this, for the Lord, your God, is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. When you feel like all your troubles are going to wreck your life and ruin your future, remind yourself of Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. When you feel like no one cares, tell yourself this, 
Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. When you feel like everyone is failing you and everyone is leaving you stuck with the bag, remind yourself of Deuteronomy 31.8. Don't be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Every day, remind yourself, look in the mirror and say, I am a well-loved child of an all-powerful God who has my best interest at heart. No problem is too big for him. No situation is hopeless for him. And even when my mistakes, and there are many, they can't stop me from experiencing his amazing grace and allowing his grace to flood into my life. He has already given me good things to enjoy, and I'm going to find them and give thanks for them. Friends, that's not just a good attitude. That's a godly attitude. It's an attitude that gets God right. So the question we need to ask ourselves is, am I willing to own my attitude? Am I willing to talk to myself more than I listen to myself? Famous preacher Martin Lloyd-Jones, he said, you need to talk to yourself more than you listen to yourself. Listen, awful will find you, but courageous faith fights back and finds the awesome. Good days don't make for good attitudes, but a godly attitude doesn't make for great days. We have to check our attitude before it wrecks our life. We've got to watch our words and talk back to our attitude if we're going to be strong. Eight, eight fill in the blank there is pray. We've got to be people of prayer. Jesus is talking in Matthew 26, 41, and he says this, watch and pray so that you won't fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body, the, the flesh is, is weak. Prayer is the pathway to spiritual strength. Jesus again in Luke 21, 36, keep alert at all times and pray that you might be strong, strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stay, stand before the Son of Man. Jude 1, 20 says this, but you, dear friends, carefully build yourself up. How are you going to carefully build yourself up in the most holy faith? Here it is, by praying in the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 6, 10 Paul again says, finally, brothers, sisters, be strong. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. He goes on to talk about putting on this spiritual armor so we can, can stand against the, the attacks of the enemy. And then in verse 18, he says this, and pray in the Holy Spirit on all occasion with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for all the Lord's people. Verse 19, pray for me also. That whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I can fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am ambassador in chains. One more time, pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Prayer is the pathway to spiritual strength. And finally, walk by faith. If we're going to be people of courageous faith, we're going to be people of strength. We've got to walk by faith. Hebrews 11, this author goes to, to tell us that, that Abraham did all these great things by faith. By faith, Joseph. By faith, Moses. By faith, Jacob. By faith, Enoch. By faith, Gideon. By faith, Rahab. By faith, all these people did these great things. Then we get down to Hebrews 11, 33 through 34, and it says this. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms. They ruled with justice. They received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions. They quenched the flames of fire. They escaped death by the edge of the sword. Check this out. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. How? 
by faith, by faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is the assurance. It's our confidence. It's the evidence. Faith shows the reality of things hoped for, conviction about things we cannot see. Christianity is not about just believe, just believe, just believe, just believe. Just take it by faith, take it by faith. Walking by faith is not just walking by hope. Walking by faith is not just walking with wishful thinking. Walking by faith is living every single day as if Jesus really is who he said he was. Walking by faith is believing that Jesus' words are actually true. Walking by faith is walking every day of our life as if the Bible is the word of God and has authority to speak into our lives. Perhaps the greatest demonstration of walking by faith and maybe one of the greatest challenge for some of us here in the room is that walking by faith is believing that you are really loved. You are not merely tolerated by God. You are deeply loved by him. To walk by faith is to know that you are fully known and yet fully loved. To walk by faith is to live as if you are really an ambassador of Christ and your purpose is to represent the king of all creation. To walk by faith is to live my life now as if I really believe my life here on earth is just a vapor. I'm here and I'm gone. Therefore, it doesn't matter if I can buy a home in the bay or not because my true home is waiting for me in heaven and he has positioned us right here to live as missionaries for him. To walk by faith is to live my life like I really believe Jesus' words when he said, no one who has left home or brother or sister or mother or children or fields for the sake of the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age as well in the age to come, eternal life. To walk by faith is to love my enemies and to speak well of those who choose to speak ill of me. To walk by faith is to know that God will build his church and the gates of hell will not stand against it. To walk by faith is to know that whatever you ask for in prayer, believing you have received it, it will be yours. To walk by faith is to know that you are the light of the world. You are the hope of the nations. To walk by faith is to know that you're receiving a kingdom that is unshakable. Therefore, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. To walk by faith is to know that everything is possible for him who believes. To walk by faith is to posture ourselves in such a way that we know that with man this might be impossible, but with God we're just believing it for, for the impossible. That God can come through in a way that only he can. To walk by faith is to, to know that all things are possible. To walk by faith is to believe that Jesus really does want us to be unified as one. Therefore, we allow that to filter our words. To walk by faith is to live my life as if my sin is forgiven and I carry the eternal weight of the consequences of my action no more. To walk by faith is to believe Jesus' words when he hung on the cross and he said, Tim, it's finished. We walk by faith. We walk by faith. Central Christian Church, we grow strong as we walk by faith together. Joshua 1.9, this is my command, be strong, be strong, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid, don't be discouraged. How do we walk in strength today? Grow in your knowledge of God's word. 
grow in your application of God's word in your life. Give glory to God because worship is our weapon. Keep your joy in God. Allow God to strengthen you. Serve God with wholehearted commitment. Watch the words we speak. The words we spring bring death or bring life. They weaken us or strengthen us. Talk back to your bad attitude so you can live with a godly attitude. Pray, because prayer is the pathway to strength. Walk by faith, believing God is who he said he is and believing that God can do what he said he will do. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your word that allows us to anchor ourselves in truth that is beyond us, truth that is beyond this life. So God, I pray you'd help us to walk in strength today, to strengthen one another, to encourage one another as your word asks us to do. God, I pray that you would help me, all my friends gathered here, God, to be strong and courageous, to take heart, because we know that you have overcome this world in any situation or circumstance we could ever encounter. We thank you for that reality today. In Jesus' name, amen.